back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are on the phone with John Swanson, the uh, head coach of the Pekin Panthers high school basketball team. Welcome to the program, John. Yeah, glad to be here, Dave. So let's uh, tell us, our listeners real quick, you know, your journey of basketball and how it brought you to uh to be uh, the head coach of Pekin Panthers? Well, it started a long time ago. I actually uh, grew up about two miles from the school. Uh, Went to Pekin, played there. I had a good career. Uh, Then moved away for about 10 years. Um, And then uh, moved back to uh, join a a family farm operation and uh, got on as a volunteer assistant for three years with uh, former head coach Ken Hutchinson. And then uh, when, when he left to go to Otoma, I took over as the head coach. And uh, this is my fourth year. So well, and we've had, had a lot of success, and it's been, been a really good run here for us so far. Well, real quick, uh, let's go over your team's record and your conference record and uh, how you, where you feel like the team's uh, improved uh, to the point that you're at now. Yeah, so we're 7-9 uh, to nine overall. Um, you know, started the season really slow. Uh, had some had some tough losses. We've we've had four losses with within one score, and, and two of those being in overtime. And then uh, you know, after break, uh, had some had some success. We've also had some, some weather issues getting games, so it's been all chopped up. But uh, as of late, uh, you know, over uh, last week and the end of this week, we're you know, last five games were four and one with uh, four home wins in the conference. So we're uh, trending in the right direction. We're seven and uh, five in the conference now in uh, fifth place. Um, actually t- tied for fourth with uh, Wapolo, I believe. But, uh, you know, playing playing a much better basketball at the right time of the year and starting to find some continuity. Obviously, uh, a lot of, we've had a lot of home games lately. We, we were heavy on road games before Christmas, so being able to play at home for your home fans on the hoops you shoot on every day, it gives your kids a lot of confidence, and uh, we're starting to string together some wins, so uh, playing much better as of late here. Well, let's take kind of a deep dive into last night's game. Uh, you faced what uh, obviously is a very much improved Columbus team who uh, seemed to be willing to go the full length of the game, play you in every quarter, and fight you for every every basket that you had. You had quite a bit of success at the free throw line. Uh, tell tell us the keys to the victory last night. Well, I think uh, just perseverance. Uh, you know, the first time we played them up at uh, Columbus, uh, we we got a pretty easy win. I, I think one by thirty. Uh, really broke the game loose mid second quarter with some transition buckets and some steals. And just limited their opportunities and, and limited their chances to get their press set up. Uh, last night, different story. They uh, shot the ball really well from from deep, and uh, you know when they score, they had chances to set up their press. Uh, their press really didn't bother us uh, by way of like turnovers or easy buckets for them, but more it just took us out of our um, transition game, and then. We kind of got out of rhythm, setting our offense up, and things were kind of sluggish, and the ball just really wasn't popping around like we, we like to see uh, flowing from side to side. 
So we had to grind a lot of possessions out, um, turn turnovers into, into points, and uh, some key offensive rebounds uh, down the stretch for buckets. And then, of course, uh, like you mentioned, the free throw line, I believe we were 14 to 22, which for us is great. I think we're, we're not even 50% on the season from the free throw, free throw line. So um, that was huge last night. We had to have those free throws. And uh, down the stretch, hit some in the last two minutes to – put the game away so uh you know really i think down the stretch uh we took we, we got good good possessions took care of the ball uh knocked down our free throws and we had opportunities and then uh we got enough stops to to get the win so last night i would say you know regardless of the team's record uh, over the season everybody's got a year's uh growth their players have got a year's growth their coaches have had a year's to work their communications with their players and their game plans and stuff. Uh, how, how, how much improvement did you see Columbus make? I think their, their kids have really grown uh, this year by way of just being more confident every time they step on the court. So it was pretty evident with the shooting. You know, if you look at their stats on varsity bound, like they don't shoot the ball real well from, from deep, but they get a lot of attempts. Um, and last night they came in and, and it wasn't just one guy that was hitting threes. They had three different guys hitting last night, so we couldn't really focus on any one guy. And, uh, you know, credit to them. They, they really competed at a high level, and, and like you hit on, they did not uh, didn't quit for, for the game and, and made us really earn it down the stretch. So uh, let me ask you, how does a fan follow your team? Uh, I, I know you got a, a YouTube uh, going on. I think uh, there's a radio station that follows you. Yeah, so uh, you know, radio station uh, 1015, our play-by-play uh, -play guy, uh, Mike Comstock, whose uh, son's actually our starting point guard also. Uh, he calls the games and does a great job. So that's that's every game, uh, 1015. And then uh, our home games are, are streamed live on YouTube. And that's, that's pretty much our extent of our social media, our basketball program. Well, I've watched the, you know, some of the games live and then some of the games that you played later. You've been on a little bit of a winning streak, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Last, uh, you know, last week and this week, finally put together some wins and uh, got some confidence going. Um, you know, it's and it's seeing teams a second time, so you, you know, you expect them to be improved, but you're also you also know and have the confidence that your team's improved also to go out and perform well talk a little bit about your players uh you know start out with your seniors and then let's talk uh clear down to maybe the junior varsity you know what what the future of the team looks like yeah so our team we got uh you know three seniors uh two of which have been four-year guys for us uh, colton comstock and uh, chandler stoll there are uh top two guards um point guard and, and two guard shooting guard and uh, been in the program obviously for four years. Have been been on a good ride. You know, we've we won a lot of games, won three conference titles in that span, and so they've been part of a lot of success. And uh, you know, I've carried that over into this season. You know, we we, we struggled early on. We're getting things turned around now, but I, I think that shows this perseverance and the toughness that those guys have shown over the last four years. And, and now you're seeing it. You know, turn into wins. And those guys have been outstanding for, for leadership this year. Our third senior, Jackson Horse, uh, moved in this year and really our sixth man. 
comes off the bench and gives us great minutes for a post guy, and I, I believe is our second leading scorer also. So Jackson's been a great addition. Uh, moving to the juniors, uh, starting-wise, uh, Ben Errett, uh, kind of our three-guard, um, does a nice job as a, kind of our secondary three-point shooter behind Chandler. And uh, he's kind of a pesky guy. He gets, gets those tough rebounds and uh, gets a couple steals a game for buckets. Does a nice job. Uh, Luke Long, our top scorer, top rebounder, uh, junior. You know, he's, a, he's our go-to guy down the stretch in games when we need a bucket. If we need to go inside, he can get it done. And uh, get on the perimeter, he can usually hit a big three for us. And... Uh, He's played really well. We should have been very happy with his uh, progress. Uh, outside of those guys, you know, we got some uh, got some young other younger guys. Uh, Jaden Wolver, uh, sophomore, has started all year for us, and really is is growing into a, um, a really good young player. Uh, Jaden can can jump out of the gym. He's uh, got to work on his strength around the basket, you know, finishes and not turn the ball over. But I think our fans and, and uh, teams we play have seen glimpses of a, a very bright future for, for Jaden. Um, as far as JV goes, uh, too deep here. We have a sophomore, Benny Dahlstrom, has been, has been playing really well on the JV level. And he started to play some more varsity, just shoot, shooting the ball really well. And a lot of confidence here lately. So we're excited, uh, excited for what he can do you know, down the road. But I think... Uh, Yet this year, uh, our fans and uh, everyone's going to see him do some great things on varsity too. So, it's uh, been a been a fun year so far. You know, we're we're still climbing, trying to get to the 500 mark, but uh, we're playing good basketball at the right time of year. So heading heading towards districts here soon. Well, we talked to uh, the Sigourney and the Kyoto coach, and they both praised your team. You know, they had really high things to say about how things were going and and what a quality. Uh, uh, team you have this year. So let, let me ask you, what conference are you in? Uh, we're in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference North Division. Okay. So could you tell me about some of the uh, the maybe exciting players in that division and uh, some of the teams, uh, your impressions of the conference? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, you know. I, I guess start off talking, you got to talk about Winfield, Matt Union. They're, they're having an outstanding season uh, led by uh, uh, Coach Clay Edwards. He does a great job with his kids. And then uh, their you know, top players, uh, Cam Buffington and uh, you know, uh, Clay's son, Abram, and, and his other son, Jake. And then they got a, another a cast of, of really solid uh, role guys around that that, that do a great job fitting their roles and knowing their jobs, you know, game to game. And that's what really impressed me with that team is the, uh, they, the their ability to pass the ball and then work as a unit. Uh, there's no, no selfishness and they, uh, they're bought into winning. So that's, that's what makes them really, really tough. And the two games that we played them that uh, really impressed me is uh, a team that's going to be, have to be reckoned with, you know, forced to be reckoned with uh, come tournament time because they play so well together. Um, Behind them, there's kind of uh, Minneapolis has had a really solid year. A um, little bit bigger school in our side of the conference, than 2A, and they got some really nice athletes. Uh, been a been a really good football program for a while, and, and you can tell those kids are well put together and, and very physical. 
And it's always, always uh, tough when you, you go up against Mebo. There'll be another team that's going to be a tough out here come a district time. Um, you know, outside of them, uh, as far as players, uh, you know, Maddox Griffin at Wapolo, um, everybody knows him. He's third year in a row. He's just been outstanding as a point guard. He can do a lot of things. He can pass, he can score, he can play defense. If you look at his statistics, he, he just fills the stat sheet. Every night, even he's averaging a double-double and points and rebounds, and then he's five and a half to six assists a game and, and over four steals. So he's a exciting player to watch. Uh, we snuck one out against him last week at home. Got a great victory. Um, he had 27. You know, made it made it look really easy too. So he's an outstanding player. And then uh, up at Hillcrest, um, Grant Bender's having a great year for them as a junior, and then they just, uh, with Dwight, and he does a great job of getting everything out of his kids. And they run they run good stuff, they execute well, and they're, they're just always disciplined and tough. So uh, uh, it's kind of the top side of the conference, and, and some of the some of the players I guess I would highlight is really having a huge impact this year for their teams. Well, uh, you're getting ready for the playoff stretch. Uh, you got some great home support. I mean, there was you could barely squeeze in anywhere to to get a seat la- last night to the game. Uh, your, the community support for Pekin is off the charts. Uh, so when when let's talk about some of the home games and some opportunities for the the home team to get some support to you. Yeah, so we got uh, Highland come to town next Thursday. Uh, we normally don't play on Thursday nights. I, I believe it's because of the uh, Friday being the girls crossover game. All the refs, uh, conference crossover, and all the refs go 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 to those. But uh, um, yeah, Thursday home game. It's going to be jump rope night, which always brings us a big crowd. Our, our fifth grade, uh, fifth grade class does jump rope shows at halftime, so that's always exciting for the community and the, and the kids, the young kids. And, and the boys always look forward to it. And I, I tell you, the coaches do too. So you always like a big crowd and, and like a lot of young young people in the crowd cheering on. And so you want to make sure you go out and take care of business. But uh, you know, like like you just hit on our great great crowd last night, even with the cold temperatures. And um, you know, despite us, us our record dipping down a little bit this year, we've. Couldn't, couldn't tell, you know, can't tell with our crowds. We've, we've had uh, great crowds at home, great crowds on the road, and I can't say enough about the support we get every every night out. So, um, meet Highland next week, and then uh, uh, Mediapolis is a reschedule uh, Monday, February 7th, I believe, at home. And that'll be our last uh, home game unless we were to uh, uh, get a home game for district play. So, well, uh, Regardless of the the season's record, when the playoffs starts, uh, everybody's zero and zero again. Uh, where do you see yourself getting seated for the playoffs? Uh, you know, really hard to tell. We're uh, we're in a district. Uh, I think it's really top heavy with the top three to four teams with uh, New London, Waco, Montezuma, and uh, and I would put Iowa Valley in that group. Just just going off records and things I know about the teams. Uh, after that, things get pretty cluttered. It's kind of hard to uh, decipher exactly where you might end up. You know, if you go strictly on record, probably wouldn't be too hard to place teams. But uh, you know, that's why you have those seeding meetings to kind of grind through that stuff and find find where to place some teams. I 
you know, our record's not the greatest. Uh, we don't have a lot of really quality wins. Um, if you want to, you want to make the argument, we don't have bad losses either. We haven't lost to a team under 500. We went out and played a really tough non-conference schedule uh, with you know, games against Eddieville, Blakesburg, and Pella uh, Christian and Cardinal. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll sit in the meeting, we'll hash it out. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, whatever whatever it is, it is, and we'll go. We'll be ready to go. So, um, yeah, we could be in the playing in one of the playing games, or. Uh, we could end up with uh, you know a fifth or sixth seed. It's kind of hard to tell right now, and I, I really think uh, later this week in our game against Hillcrest would be a great opportunity to pick up a, a tough road win and really pad that uh, district seeding resume heading into the weekend. Well, it's Tuesday, January twenty fifth, and there was a lot of games. Uh, or, well, games that were Tuesday twenty fifth last night. Uh, I'm going to read some of the scores of the game, and you just give me a quick. Uh, comment about the teams we're talking about uh, in the area. So last night, uh, the Wapalo Indians beat the Lone Tree Lions 55 to 42. Um, I heard uh, just a little bit about that game, actually. Uh, I heard uh, Maddox Griffin uh, scored 41 points from the uh, school record for points in the game for Wapalo. So congrats to him. That's that's awesome. Outstanding job. And, and a nice, nice win for Wapalo. Uh, Lone Trees um, struggled this year, but uh, you know another another team that can get hot hot from three. So you always got to be ready to go and, and make sure your your kids are doing the same. So nice win for Wapalo. Well, we've already discussed uh, Pekin's win over Columbus last night, fifty nine to fifty three. How about uh, how about Winfield over uh, Meepo, uh, the Bulldogs? There, the the Wolves beating the Bulldogs forty four to thirty one. Great win for Winfield. I believe that game was at Winfield. And that pretty well, uh, even though there's a few games left, I, I think uh, as far as uh, numbers-wise, that, that should put the conference out of reach unless uh, Winfield were to uh, lose a couple of their remaining games. It's, they, they still have a tiebreaker uh, with beating Mediapolis twice. And, uh so it's going to be going to be tough for anybody to to get to Winfield anyway, and, and that's a that's a huge statement win for them. Take care of business on their home court against the second place conference team. So uh, you know, nice job to Clay and the, Clay and the guys getting that win, and, and hopefully uh, hopefully they can they can run the table. Uh, as far as since I've been since I've been involved coaching, nobody's run the table in the conference. So it'd be uh, it'd be nice. Uh, nice feather in their cap. Um, we've last three years we've had one loss apiece. So uh, peaking as we've lost one game the last three years in the conference races. We were close, but uh, it's, it's definitely something that's hard to do. And uh, all those guys had a great opportunity to do that this year. So great win for them. Well, it looks like a very strong Waco team went down to Van Buren County, put up seventy-one points against forty-five. Uh, very strong Waco team this year, isn't it? Yeah, Waco's uh, really playing well. Um, had, a, had a great week last week with wins. I'm not sure they played early in the week, but that Friday win against Cardinal at home, I guess a very quality opponent. And then uh, obviously uh, going down to New London and, and uh, winning a the game there um, against an undefeated New London team was a was a huge victory for them. Well, just a couple more real quick. Sigourney uh... – Got, got on top of English Valley last night, fifty-eight to thirty-three. They seem to have 
some momentum, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We know we saw Sigourney uh, first uh, Saturday in January at home, and, and they came out and really played well and, and snuck one away from us at home. And um, they, they really got a nice team this year. They, they can play different speeds and uh, got some really nice athletes and uh, shoot, shoot the ball for three well so they're, they're a nice team and and uh, I think they're they're playing really good basketball at the right time of year so that's that'll be interesting you know those two teams you just mentioned are both in our district so a chance we could see one of them you're heading into district play well uh, this is the last one but I saved the best for last I know it's not in your conference but this team is really on fire mid prairie golden hawks uh, went up to I- Iowa City Regina and won 55 to 24 how impressive is mid prairie we we played them last year in a uh, jamboree at their place early in the year, and they had a lot of young guys, a lot of, a lot of juniors and sophomores, and uh, that I knew, you know, were coming back. Uh, they were in our our uh, uh, parallel district in two A last year, and uh, we both ended up losing in the district finals, so we didn't beat uh, sub state. But uh, um, I know the kids' names escaping me right now, but uh, they, they got a really really nice player, a uh, left-handed guy who can really shoot and take the ball to the basket. And, uh, uh, he's kind of their key guy, and then he had a, a couple other guards that can really shoot the ball well and, and uh, you know score one-on-one if need be. And they just really seem to be in a good zone right now. And they, can, they can run multiple defenses, so uh, you know, exciting year for for Mid Prairie, and uh, you know, looking at the districts, they got a nice, a nice draw down there, and uh, so hopefully they can make some noise and uh, you know, get to that uh, sub state level, and, and you know, see what happens heading towards the state tournament. Well, we've been talking with John Swanson, the head coach of the Pekin Panthers High School. Coach, we really enjoyed talking to you. Do you have anything before we wrap it up? Uh, I think I'm good, Dave. I appreciate you uh, reaching out and. Uh, talking with me today well we cover all the the teams in the area uh southeast iowa you know uh, other people don't uh, quite cover them as much and we want to shine a little spotlight on them we thank you for your time uh one more time i'd like to thank corwin henshaw henshaw trailer sales in uh richland iowa if you need to you move your livestock or haul your equipment or you need a dump trailer get a hold of corwin henshaw he's the man with quality trailers thank you john we appreciate it yeah, thanks, Dave. All right, bye. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. This Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in southeast Iowa. We are on the phone with the head coach of the Columbus Community Schools Wildcat basketball team, Miguel Vigrana. Is that how you say it? Villagrana? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Well, okay, Coach Miguel, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. All right. Tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you wound up being the, the uh, head coach of Columbus. Well, I've, uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of uh, Columbus Community back in, uh, back in the 80s, so I'm, uh, I'm a little aged. Uh, I, I had three kids who uh, all had gone to school there, um, and I actually coached uh, girls basketball when I was there, uh, when we were living in there, the first time that would have been uh, back in the uh, early 2000s um, when my kids went through. Um, had a job change, 
from there, went to Solon. I coached uh, freshman basketball, sophomore basketball, and then assisted with the varsity for uh, eight years there. Uh, I coached freshman uh, and assisted with the sophomores at Iowa City West High for about four years. Um, and then just last fall, uh, I heard that the boys' position was open in Columbus Junction and kind of reached out to their AD and uh, thought, found out if, they're, uh, if they were still uh, kind of looking for a coach. Uh, so for my good fortune, they, they still didn't have a guy. And so um, I interviewed and uh, came back there last, uh, late last fall. I think I got hired uh, two weeks before the season started. Uh, so it was right up against the gun, maybe three weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I got in, we got in, we got through last year. Uh, obviously tough COVID for everybody. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of, uh, had this off season to, uh, kind of plan and prepare a little bit. And, uh, you know, here we are uh, almost, almost to the end of season number two on my return. So, uh, last night I got a chance to catch your team. You were over at, uh, the Pekin community college uh, or Pekin community schools. And, uh, you had a really great night last night, and I was really impressed with your team. Uh, there was a tremendous effort. I thought they worked together really well. Uh, I talked to uh, the other coach uh, of Pekin, and he said that, uh, uh, Coach Swanson, he said that you had three different guys hit threes on him, and it really made him have a tough time decide uh, who, uh, who to key in on. And he also said that your press – uh, while it didn't maybe create generate lots of turnovers against them, it disrupted uh, their game plan a little bit and uh, kept them kind of out of a rhythm or a flow. Uh, did, did you see it that way? Well, you know, I, I uh, appreciate uh, kind of the nice words that he said about our guys. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, and he is one of the guys who have uh, asked my kind of couple trips through the league, um, just go around. Uh, he's just been really, he's been really gracious and, uh, and great in talking to me before and after games. And I really appreciate that. Uh, but I would, um, you know, kind of like for you, that was the best game we have played, uh, this season. Uh, it, it, it we really did play well. Uh, we shared the ball, um, just very, very well. Uh, I got stats back today and, uh, we were, we had uh, 15 assists on 18 made shots. And that's, uh, that's, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have that one dominant player. And so that's kind of how we need to play to kind of allude to the fact that he said that we had multiple guys hit threes and, you know, we just, we, we don't have that dominant player. So we have to get it done as a team. Um, and we, we've talked about it in practice, how, you know, we, we can't rely on this guy having a, a strong game every night. Uh, we've got to chip in, chip in where we may. Uh, I, you know, we, I talked to my assistant today, we were kind of talking about our press and we'd like to be more aggressive with it. Um, last night it just wasn't, I, I don't know why, but we just didn't feel our guys. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a plan. Our guys just didn't, I guess, kind of feel, uh, they had the energy to put forth on that. So it was kind of a softer press. Um, it, it was nothing intentional to try to just slow them down. I did say today that. I, I was kind of happy that we stuck, we kind of stuck with it. And uh, if anything, just kind of kept them from just running up the floor and running offense. Um, I really thought the defensive end was kind of what allowed us to hang in the game, even though, even though we gave up uh, 59 points, 
that's not a that's not a bad uh, a bad total. Uh, we'd like to keep it a little bit lower. We know that um, offensively we're in a better spot if we can keep the other team uh, uh, kind of uh, with fewer points. Uh, but we we rose to the challenge last night and we're we're making some shots. We made some big shots. We uh what, the one thing I was really pleased with they kind of spread it out to a 11 12 point lead. We called the timeout and kind of talked about it. And the guys came out and kind of uh, kind of knuckled down defensively and just uh, kind of let us just hang around to where we gave ourselves a chance in the last five minutes of the game. And it worked out the way it did. Uh, and uh, credit to them, they, they, they maintained their poise even though we were hanging around and we weren't going anywhere. And uh, I thought we did a good job. We didn't, uh, we didn't give the game away. Uh, they won the game. Uh, but it was just a, it was a really good high school basketball game. Uh, you know, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, but we could walk out of the gym feeling feeling really good about our effort. Uh, it was just a, a good, it was a good atmosphere, a great game to be a part of. Well, I talked to uh, Michael Comstock, who is the voice of the Pekin Panthers, and he said that uh, you were just ahead of everything on the stats for the season. It was a, you were way ahead on your shooting, uh, you are way ahead on your three-point shooting, you know, uh, uh, he he was just telling me how many ways that you overperformed uh, 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 last night. You gave him a good. I told him, I says I paid five dollars for the game, but it was worth ten. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got your money's worth. Well, I, I was um, impressed with yeah. a couple things that you did as a coach. Uh, I'd like to mention was uh, one. I think you know when you did get behind or when you got you, or, or whatever the other team was doing, you were making adjustments. You know, you were calling timeouts. You know. You were, you were adjusting to to whatever it was that they were working and forced them to go into a different direction. But the other thing I thought was your play, you communicate with your players. Your players look to you, to leadership. You know, uh, I was watching uh, Kyoto, and they have a great player uh, uh, that's their quarterback of the football team, uh, Colton uh, uh, Clarahan, you know. And it just seems like on the, on the field, on the, on the court, the players kind of looked to him, you know, but it looked like to me that uh, they were looking to you uh, for uh, for a little guidance there and a little communication. Uh, hey, we're, uh, I'm going to take just a little time out. Welcome back. We're uh, back from a little technical difficulties we had. We're back with Coach uh, Miguel. So, yeah, quite, quite the game you had last night. Uh, I think that's a lot for your team to build off if they can – match that performance, you're going to have some uh, success. Now, we every week we designate a game as a uh, uh, we call a rivalry matchup, and this week it's going to be Highland. Huskies coming to your town, the Columbus Wildcats. Uh, give us a brief of this game. Well, so we have uh, – we've got that one coming up on Friday, and uh, – we had uh, our, our game from last uh, last Friday was uh, canceled due to the weather, so that's going to be played tomorrow night. So we're going to have kind of a back-to-back. Uh, that kind of uh, concerns me a little bit. Um, we do have a, a fairly short bench. I think we played eight guys last night. Uh, um, we've got one of our starters hurt, and so it's a bit concerning. Um, it definitely is uh, – it, it's, a, it's a rivalry in terms of familiarity. But uh, I think I might have just <laughs> I murdered the word familiarity. But uh, um, we, we played them back in December, um, and that was our 
we have three wins on this season. That was our second win. And uh, I was told by the uh, uh, um, person who uh, Cole uh, interviews me from KCII on Saturday morning that we had uh, we had previously lost 18 in a row to Highland. And I said, I'm glad he didn't tell me that before because it would have scared the pants off of me. So we, uh, we have our work cut out for us uh, on Friday. They have, a, they have a bit of size that we don't have. Um, I, I do not know the, boy, the boy's name, but he, uh, he's a nice player. He can step out and, he can step out and shoot it, and, but he's also a force inside. So we, we, we really have a work cut out for us. Uh, we'll have to play. We'll have to play a team game. We'll have to defend as a team. Um, right now we are uh, we're really struggling with uh, our defensive rebounding, keeping team, keeping people off the offensive board, and that's a uh, that's a focus. Um, but it's really something that's just got to be a mental focus. We have to box out and go rebound rather than just waiting for the ball to come to us, which I kind of feel is how we kind of how we rebound. We uh, kind of are waiting for either somebody else to get the ball or it to come to to me. And so it's just a it's just a mental thing. Just go get the ball and kind of keep them to hold them to one shot. Um, you kind of had mentioned about how we shot the uh, the ball uh, pretty well last night, and, and we did. We out we outshot what would be expected of us, and um, we, we we kind of talked about it uh, tonight uh, in practice. And uh, you know we we have to still we have to shoot those with confidence. We have to kind of look at last game not as an aberration, but of, of something we expect of ourselves uh, to kind of continue to continue playing that way. The way we played last night was uh, kind of without a fear of, of the mistakes, a fear of missing a shot, uh, just being having an aggressive mindset, uh, playing the game going forward, uh, and and just let kind of let the chips fall where they may. Uh, we, we can't now. We can definitely shoot ourselves out of a game with that kind of mentality, uh, but at the same time. Uh, we we have we need to be aggressive. Uh, you know, I I just kind of uh, I feel that's the way basketball should be played. I feel like if you're if you're trying not to make a mistake, you are just going to end up making a mistake. And so I'd rather see my guys kind of have that have that confidence, aggression, whatever you want to call it. Um, but but try to make things happen in the game rather than just waiting and seeing what happens to you in the game. Well, what is your makeup game Thursday? Uh, we play on M. We play on them tomorrow night, uh, so that was another uh, that was another tight game. The first time we played, uh, we actually it was a double overtime game, and we banked in a three pointer uh, to win. So there's no, uh, you know, there's there's uh, uh, definitely you know it's going to be two two tough games back to back, and we'll just have to see how we respond to that. Um, you know, we uh, last night was a last night was a tough game. There was a lot of great effort. Uh, mentally, it had to be a little a little taxing on our guys to kind of uh, to kind of keep in that and keep that mental focus of uh, of getting after it. And you know they've got two more uh, two more like that ahead of them uh, right away. So, but this is the this is the enjoyable part of school sports. It's you know it, this is exactly this is exactly exactly what you want. Um, there is, there's not a whole lot of fun and in winning or losing a game by 20. It just, the, the, the outcome has been decided and you don't learn a whole lot in those type of situations. And, uh, uh you know, we're kind of hoping to kind of, uh, put ourselves in the position in these next two to, to learn, to learn some things more about ourselves than, and, and 
kind of our teamwork uh, than than anything else. Uh, you know, the guys have been great. They've uh, they've worked really super hard this year. Um, they're, they they listen they listen very well. Um, they're they're just good solid group of group of boys. Um, they they respect me, um, and I can't. I, you know, I just, I can't thank them enough. Uh, I, I try to, I try to let them know, uh, you know, that I care about them as people, not just as basketball players, not just being on the team, but I'm, I'm actually, you know, interested in, in what their, uh, you know, what their accomplishments are going to be out of school. Like I, I'd like to kind of foster that, that camaraderie or, or family type atmosphere that they know that I care about them as people, not as just athletes. And so, you know, here, here we are. Okay, briefly tell us about this last couple of weeks. We're going down the stretch of the season. Uh, let, uh, let's see what 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 do you think? How, can you think you can put some wins together and uh, get your team ready for the playoffs? And that is the hope. Uh, the hope is that um, you know the last uh, the last couple of weeks we have been uh, we have been pointing out the positives uh, of what we've uh, been accomplishing. And, and by, you know, I, I use the word accomplishing, but, um, you know, I mean, I guess it, it kind of depends on your, uh, your definition of success. We've kind of, kind of carried the mantra that we will decide uh, what our definition of success is for us. And we played a very good, um, we played a very good uh, Minneapolis team uh, to, a really tight game a couple weeks ago. I think we ended up losing by uh, 12 or 15, but we had to lead at halftime. We, uh, you know, they kind of went on a run. We had to foul at the end to try to hope they missed free throws. And then we had trouble putting it in the bucket. And so there's that. We played Wapolo right after that. Again, another, another contested, uh, highly contested contest. Uh, We were, we were right there in the fourth quarter. And then it just kind of, uh, kind of again the same thing. There were, uh, you know, they got some free throws, kind of got us uh, that game. I think it ended up at 17, but really the score of that game is is more in the 11, 12 point range. Uh, we did a good job defensively in that game. Uh, so you know, kind of last night was a confluence of everything kind of coming together at the same time. Uh, still putting in that effort on the defensive end, but having some shots go in. And I think a lot of that, the shots going in, had to do with uh, us kind of moving the ball and it not sticking with with guys and not things not really necessarily shots not coming off the dribble, but dribbles creating angles to get the ball to somebody so they had an open shot. Um, you know, much I talk, talk to the guys all the time, and it, you know, I say this to basically any team I've ever coached, is that you're a lot better shooter when the ball's coming from in the lane back out. It's just you're, everything's facing the, the rim. You you don't have to. There's not a lot of shoulder movement. Stepping into it, catching it, and shooting. And so I really feel like you know that was kind of what was going on last night. Is we were moving the ball, and so when we're when we're open and we're taking the shot, we're not rushing. We're not we're not you know we don't have a hand in our face, and it just makes you relax a little bit. So uh, tell me about the the conference that you're in. What's it called? It's the Southeast Iowa Super Conference, um, and there's a North Division and a South Division. Uh, we are in the North, um, and it com- consists uh, of we have Wapolo, uh, Winfield, uh, Mount Union, Lone Tree, Pekin, uh, Minneapolis, 
who my who my L&M and uh, ourselves, uh, and I'm trying to think that Oh Highland, uh, and I think that might be I think I might have rattled them all off. Um, okay, and in the so South Division, it's uh, mostly uh, Southern teams. We have Danville, Burlington, Notre Dame, Holy Trinity. Uh, oh shoot, uh, Cardinal um, uh, Waco is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Van Buren is in there. Uh, I, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Hillcrest Academy, I think you're in your division, aren't they? Yeah, um, I know there's some realignment coming next year. I'm not entirely sure exactly what that will be. Um, well, but I do know I've been told. L- let me ask you: this. Who's some of the two or three top players in the in the conference? So, uh, on our on our side, um, the uh, the Griffin the Griffin kid from Wapolo is just a, he's a really good all around basketball player. Uh, he does um, he would be a coach's dream. He does a little bit of everything. Uh, he can he can distribute the ball. He can score it. He's he's athletic. He can defend. He can defend most multiple positions. Uh, so that guy is. Uh, I would say he probably is one A. Um, right now, um, there there's some other great there's some other great uh, players and athletes in our conference in that North Division. You've got um, Winfield's lucky enough. They've got two of them. Uh, they've got the Buffington boy. I think his name first name is Cam. Is uh, a Division One athlete. Uh, he is just a solid player. Uh, I, I I just get the feeling uh, that he's a lot of fun to coach because he just seems very focused and uh, kind of just does does like he does all the little things very well. And so I, I know that like he's he's exp- he keeps expanding his game. Uh, you know, I don't think last year he was, I don't think last year he was very all that great of a shooter, but I know in our game, uh, early in the first quarter, he stepped out and hit a three and it did not look like he wasn't comfortable shooting that. That looked like a shot he was very comfortable taking. And, and so that, that was very impressive. Um, the coach's son, uh, I, and I don't understand, I can't even remember if it's his name, Abraham or Abram. Um, but he is, uh, he's kind of a point guard. He's about six, four. Uh, so you have you have a, a six four point guard and you've got a six five kind of forward power forward type. Uh, so they really um, they they really have a nice combo there. Um, Avery shoots the ball well from the outside. He rebounds it uh, very effectively and he and he passes the ball. And obviously he's six four. He can see over everybody. Uh, they also have a freshman, um, Abram's younger brother, who is a just an outstanding player. Um, he's played on their varsity team. Uh, so that makes them probably, I would say, that we're probably the most formidable uh, team in our side. Uh, Minneapolis has got some really nice athletes, and I think um, their uh, Egan is their big kid. Um, he is a load, um, just a good, solid player. Uh, he's always balanced, so he's not going to make he's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to be uh, he's not going to travel and, and and be off balance. He's always uh, he's always under control. Um, and then they have some nice pieces that go around him. Uh, and those are, I would say, those are the top, uh, the top players and teams in our side of the conference. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the players uh, on the other side. I do know that New London has got a uh, Blaze Porter, and he is. I just know him from the kind of the AAU circuit, and I've seen him play, um, and, and just a very solid guard, uh, very good. He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink there. And they've got a couple. I know they have a couple other of really really nice players. Names escape me right now. 
Um, Danville is always good. They're always good, and, and they're they're showing that again this year. Um, they are they are at the top of that uh, that division um, with New London right in behind them. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of good basketball in Southeast Iowa. Um, it's just we're not that you know kind of that metropolitan area, so a lot of people don't see it. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, even for me trying to cover all of Southeast Iowa is a little bit difficult, and there's some holes uh, where we don't maybe have some eyes that we'd like to have. Uh, you mentioned this Danville team, the Danville Bears, and I know they're having a great season. Can you give me a minute or two about uh, their team? I'd, I'd like to, and unfortunately, I haven't. Um, I haven't seen them uh, yet, and I don't. Um, and I, we haven't. We don't have a common opponent, and we're not scheduled, so I haven't really. Um, I haven't really gotten to see any film on them. I just know I've kind of been. Uh, I've kind of been watching and watching the scores and just seeing what they're doing. Um, I know I've uh, I, I've seen them in the past, um, and I do know the two the the coach uh, the Soka boy, um, and they're just uh, they were good. They were very very nice players in high school and uh, and then on in the college. And so uh, I know they're uh, I know they're they're preparing their kids very well. And they have some talented kids. Um, and like I said, I know um, I, I do know the New London kid, uh, a, a couple of them uh, fairly well. And I know if if you know Danville's on the top of that on the top of that side of the division or on that side of the division, they're at the top. They, um, they obviously have a very, very nice team. Um, so I, I am, I, I would really like to see them play cause I have a feeling I'd be, uh, I'd be impressed and probably give you a better, uh, a better synopsis of what they do. Anyway, we're talking to, to coach Miguel, who is the uh, coach of the, uh, the Columbus community schools, Wildcats high school basketball team, boys team, uh, let me ask you one more. Uh, there's another team down there kind of you're a little closer to than, I, than people I talk to, and I don't know if you know much about them, but Fort Madison. Uh, Fort Madison, uh, they are uh, number one in the state. Have you heard anything about their team? Oh, I have not. Um, I do know uh, – I, uh, I know a couple of their of their alumni that uh, my my younger son had played with uh, one of them, Miles Wentzie, um, and then uh, uh, another kid uh, – Cam, I and for for the love of God, I, I I've lost uh, his last name. Um, I, I haven't seen any of their recent players, um, so I, I really can't uh, speak much to to how they are right now. Um, but I do know that um, uh, they you know they play in that conference with uh, Mount Pleasant and stuff. Maybe I have to slip down and uh, and kind of catch them at some point to see uh, to see how they're doing. Well, we know they're number one in the state. We're trying to get some information on it. It's not as easy as you, as you think. Anyway, sure. uh, would you stick around the list a little bit longer? Cause uh, um, I want to go over some uh, games uh, Friday and, and uh, give me uh, a minute or so on what you think of, of these matchups. And if, if you don't know much, we'll just move on to the next one. All right. Hey, so, sounds great. Some big matchups in the Southeast Iowa, uh, Burlington Greyhounds come to play the Washington demons. Now that's pretty close to your area. Yes. Uh, I saw Washington play uh, about, I'd say, about three weeks ago. It was right out of Christmas break. Uh, I saw them at the Wells Fargo Advisors Shootout, which is up in Cedar Rapids, um, kind of that first uh, that first week uh, back out of Christmas. And uh, they have a uh, they have a very nice team. I'm trying to think of they played a team from over near uh, uh, Des Moines, also a, a rated team. Um, and the thing about the thing that impressed me about Washington was kind of the, the the depth of their team. They have some they have some really good guards. They've got I'd say about 
a three or four of them that are just above average. And they move the ball well. They're athletic. They play hard. Uh, but they have, got, they have guys that can put it in the basket. And they're just uh, – it was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, and I'm sorry. I, I apologize for not being able to remember their opponent. Uh, but uh, they, they – uh, they, they were, you know, it was kind of a, a tight contest most of the way. I think uh, Washington ended up uh, eking out like an, a six, eight point win. Um, and I know there was a, a, a Iowa football commit that was on the opposing team that wasn't there that day. Um, and so it'd be, it, we, it was kind of a left with a what if he would have been there. It would have been kind of interesting to see how that game would have went. Um, they, they don't have, a, I guess, you know, for a three A school, you know, you probably kind of expect a little bit of uh, uh, a little more uh, height necessary, necessarily uh, needed. But um, they have good enough guards. I think my, you know, the the height they do have can be effective uh, uh, with the guard play they have. Well, here's a, a team that's undefeated in Southeast Iowa. It's a little bigger school than yours, but Mid Prairie uh, Golden Hawks are going to play Bellevue Comets. I don't know if you have any. Uh, information about those teams uh no other than just uh you know uh, other than just the, the history of mid prairie uh back with uh don show walter and, and and how good they consistently were and um i know they dipped for a little bit and uh but it does seem like uh the last couple years they've been uh they've definitely been uh kind of uh recovering and then getting back to that strong basketball tradition that they've always had okay well here's a couple games i think you will know something about Winfield uh, Wolves at the Wapalo Indians. I think we're in for a game. I think that will be a very good game. Uh, I think you've got the uh, uh, basically, you know, probably the three best players in the conference uh, on the same floor at the same time, um, and so you've got you've got some experience with the with the Griffin kid for Wapalo. Uh, he's a senior, and then you've got. You've got the two guys from Winfield, but they are a little bit younger. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play at all. Uh, you know, the uh, the Griffin kid makes everybody around him better, um, and so and and he and he has some good he has some good help. Uh, they've got a couple good shooters. Um, they're very active. They play they play defense well, um, and Winfield has size. And that is, uh, you know, they, they have they have the size, they're, they're disciplined, they move the ball well, they defend well, they play hard. They're just, they're, you know, we were on the short end against them and it was just, uh, it was just, it was overwhelming the the amount, uh, the way they came at us. Um, and great kids, great kids. Um, it was, it was actually, I mean, obviously it's never fun to be on, on that. The, the bad side of a lopsided score, uh, but you know it was a it was a they they played hard and it was kind of a if you're a fan it would have been enjoyable to watch as as the guy as a coach on the team it probably wasn't that much fun. Well, here's another couple of teams: the Kyoto Eagles are going to Tri County Trojans. Yeah, I don't have any um um ex- uh, what experience or uh, familiarity with uh, Tri County. Um, I do know Kyoto is traditionally a very strong team. Um, they, they always seem to have some good players coming through and uh, kind of sounds like they have that again this year. Um, we played Sigourney a couple of uh, a week ago and that was, and I know they're in the same conference. Uh, and so that would be kind of the extent of what I would know about that game. Okay. Well, let's finish out with a game. If you might know 
Peking at the Hillcrest Academy Ravens. That should be a that should be a treat. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, we played Hillcrest uh, a week ago. Uh, this coming Friday, we played them last weekend, uh, and they uh, they really brought the heat on on Friday. They uh, they kind of they pressed us from the get go, and they really made us uncomfortable. Uh, we did not stand up to the pressure. We 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 kind of wilted, and and they kind of put it to us pretty good. Uh, we kind of they began the the game on an eighteen to nothing run, and it was pretty much decided from then. Our guys did kind of buckle down and and play pretty better, uh, but the game had already the game was already decided at that point. Um, the game uh, Tuesday night against Pekin, uh, we um, we performed better than that, and so it'll kind of be interesting to see. Uh, a couple of things, and, and I guess as a you know, the coach, my worry would be is that did did last night's game kind of will they recover not so much physically but mentally from being in that tight situation, and then going to Pekin or sorry, going to Hillcrest and just having that environment, that atmosphere, and then having them come at you, um, you know, how do how do your players respond to that? Um, you know, and, and I think they'll be good. They have a um, you know, we you uh, Pekin has some some good sized players that I think gives them a bit of an advantage, uh, and so I think you know, kind of if you can get the ball inside and and uh, get it in, I think you're you're kind of ahead of the game there. Um, so I'd be really interested to see how that uh, how that contest turns out. Well, you've been a, you went above and beyond uh, all the questions that I asked you. I really appreciate your time. Uh, anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I would say. Um, you know, uh, we kind of, as we've talked here, I, uh, I know we have a, a social media presence where I uh, kind of get started. We, uh, we just kind of kicked up a Twitter account this week and it's at Columbus B-Ball. Um, and that would be, uh, that right now at the moment, that is our kind of our only foray into this, into the social media. And, uh, we're kind of hoping to keep things going and, uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you're doing for the kids. Uh, because I think, you know, I, I, I like seeing them get any, any recognition they can. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's people like you who, you know, kind of make it easy for people like me to do what I'm doing, uh, and kind of help these kids out and, and just kind of, uh, kind of show them that it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot enjoyable about high school sports and it's, you don't have to be recruited. You don't have to have, uh, to be a college basketball player or a college athlete in mind to get something worthwhile out of high school sports. There's a lot of other things we can gain. And I think people like you doing things like this kind of add to that excitement. And as long as we can keep getting kids involved, and I know a lot of times we've got, we hear that, you know, participation numbers are down. And so the more we can do things like this for kids, I think the better off everybody else is. Well, sure. Thank you. Uh, if you could text me that Twitter handle, I'll tag this. Uh, I'll tag it on this episode so your fans can listen. Oh, absolutely, I'll do that as soon as we're done here. Well, there's only one thing left to say, and that's if you need a trailer, you want an enclosed trailer, you want a drop trailer, a dump trailer, you need to haul your livestock. You got to talk to Corwin Henshaw, Richland, Iowa. He's got the best trailers. He's been in the business for decades upon decades. He knows how to get trailers in this tough time. Corwin Henshaw, sponsor of the Southeast Iowa High School Basketball. Uh, thank you, Coach Miguel. Uh, you have been a great guest. We'll put this episode out. Uh, thanks again.
Hey, thank you very much. All right, we're out. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailers presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. And we are on the phone with the voice of the Pekin Panthers, Michael Comstock. Welcome to the program, Michael. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, tell me, first of all, the, the station that you're at, and uh, uh, then tell me a little bit about uh, how you got there. Uh, I'm with the Atoll Radio Group, Sports Network, but my specific station that I'm on is KISS FM, 101.5 KISS FM. Um, I exclusively broadcast the Pekin Panthers for the Atoll Radio Sports Group. I started, oh, I guess the summer of 2020, they asked if I would do baseball for them because they were having trouble finding somebody. Um, I had a boy on the team, and Scott Frazee had been there for the longtime announcer for the Panthers, and he had stepped aside, and he gave him my name, so they contacted me to see if I would be interested in doing it. It's just a side gig for me. I'm a chiropractor, so my regular job's a chiropractor, but I step in and fill in and do the Pekin games. I started, as I said, in 2020, the summer of 2020, doing basketball or baseball games for the Panthers. And then um, I took the football season off as I was the team position for the football team, so I was on the sidelines. And then last winter, I helped Quinn Douglas do the basketball games, and then Quinn stepped away, and I took over for baseball, and um, I've done baseball, football, and basketball since then for the Panthers. Hence the name Voice of the Pekin Panthers. Uh, that, that probably keeps you pretty busy. You know, I saw your little setup there. Uh, I was kind of impressed. Could you tell me a little bit about the, I don't know, kit that you use to broadcast games from? Um. I don't know much about it, actually. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like a laptop and the headphones. and Yeah, they, they Dwayne Cook is the sports director down at a Tumwell Radio Group, and he just hooked me up with everything and hands off to me, and I take off from there. We've got an old uh, flip phone cell phone that we use for our connection, and it connects into the box that controls all of our headphones and everything from there. So we can actually we can run up to three sets of headphones so we could have three broadcasters if we wanted to. During football, we did have um, two broadcasters. As Tony Latcham joined me for the football broadcast. So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty handy setup. It's pretty portable. Um, if we need to, we can set up about anywhere we want because the, the box can be run off of nine-volt batteries. So, literally, we can set up anywhere where there's not – we don't even need to have electricity. It's nice to have the electricity, but we don't have to have it. So, Did you have any broadcasting experience before you went into this? None. None. <laughs> nope. It was uh, the only thing I'd ever done on the radio was commercials for my chiropractic practice. So that was the only thing that I'd ever done, you know, at like at the studio or anything like that. I'd gone down and done some of my own commercials down there. Okay. So I had a little bit of experience that way, but never done any play-by-play stuff. A little baptism by fire. Well, uh, my partner, the round guy, uh, would uh, be remiss if we didn't speak about your chiropractic practice uh, He's always got a crick neck or a bad uh, back going on. Uh, what work? If he, he needs a little help, where can he come see find your services? Uh, I'm located in Hedrick, so I'm on the west end of the Pekin School District. I'm out kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, been in a I run a family practice, do pretty much everything all myself. I've been here in business since 2000, so uh, I really enjoy taking care of people. I see the youngest patients I've seen. Well, I guess I adjusted my own kids in the hospital when they were just a couple hours old. And the oldest patient I've seen is 101. So I've seen the full gamut in the 22 years that I've been here. Hmm. 
Well, that's excellent. Thanks for your service to uh, both the people's backs and necks around here and uh, shoulders and stuff and to their sports uh, fixes that they need anyway. Tell us about the season uh, and uh, uh, how's, how's Pekin doing? You know, it's been a little bit of struggle this year. They all were the three-time defending Southeast Iowa Super Conference North champions, but they graduated seven of their top eight players from last year. Um, so coming back, they had one starter in Chandler Stoll. He was the only one that returned that was a starter for the Panthers. And then the only two other two besides him that had seen much experience were Luke Long, who was a sophomore last year, and then Colton Comstock, who was a junior. So really coming back for varsity action, they only had three players that saw any significant varsity minutes. So we kind of knew going into the season it would be a little rough. Um, and unfortunately, the way they set up the schedule for us didn't help out at all this year. The first we had one game at Pekin before Christmas break. Every other game we had was on the road. So you know how tough it is to go on the road to play anytime, but when you've got a new fresh group of kids that are starting out, it makes it that much tougher for them to step up and, you know, make the changes that they need to. And so it was, it was a tough stretch to start off. Of course, we drew the top three teams in the conference for the first three games of the season, which that didn't help either. So it's been, been a learning experience they've played better down the stretch they've won four out of the last five games so the boys are uh, making improvements well, the girls... well, let's, let's let's talk about let's delve into that a little bit uh what happened five games ago that seemed to uh ignite uh, a winning streak underneath these guys um the competition <laughs> we we jumped into a little easier part of our schedule which helps some but then we also got to be back at Pekin again, which helps, you know, it helps immensely to be in front of your own student section, um, especially when you're young and you're learning, you know, it's a lot less hostile environment, but all along they've played, the team has played pretty well. You know, they've where the boys are six and nine right now. And um, the first, well, they lost the very first game of the year to Winfield Mount Union, who, as you know, if you keep up with Southeast Iowa basketball is a very good team this year. Oh yeah. Um, that was a that was the tough game to start off with. Then they went over to Mediapolis and lost in overtime over there, and then lost to Wapolo, who they had a nine point lead going into the fourth quarter and couldn't hang on as you know one of those young teams without having the experience. They didn't have that leader to step up and and you know take control of the game where they've you know they've had Brady Milliken the last several years to do that. So that was a big hole. So they've been looking to find that person to step in. And Chandler Stoll and Luke Long have really done a nice job the last few games stepping into that position of taking over the leadership at the end of the game. Stoll last night was huge for the Panthers in the fourth quarter. He knocked down four free throws in that last quarter and scored nine of his 20 points in that fourth quarter. So, you know, you like to see a senior step up and do that, and, and hopefully he continues that on to the next few games. We're talking to the voice of the Pekin Panthers, Michael Comstack of Comstack uh, Chiropractic. What city is your chiropractic in? Hedrick, Iowa. Hedrick, okay. So, anyway, uh, let's delve into last night a little bit. I, I talked to your coach uh, uh, a little bit before I talked to you, and I mentioned that I thought his free throw shooting uh, may have been the difference in that game. And, and uh, also, uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about your impressions on how much Columbus has improved over the season. Yeah, that was a completely different Columbia team than we saw the first game. And I don't know if it was just 
a one night thing for them or if they have improved, but looking at their stats over their last five games, when I was going into it, um, they hadn't been in with within 20 points of anybody their last five games. So I think it was probably an out of the ordinary night for them. The way they shot the three pointers last night was something that we have never seen Columbus do. So it was one of those nights they got hot. And, you know, when you're a team that's supposed to win, and you let a team that's supposed to be an underdog hang around, you know how it always plays into the fact that that underdog, they get more and more confidence as the evening goes on. And, you know, those shots keep falling. And, you know, but the Panthers were able to hang in there, stay tough. And like you said, they made a lot more free throws. Coming into the night, we were only shooting 45% from the free throw line for the team as a team. So, you know, they stepped up down the stretch and made the free throws when they needed to last night, which they hadn't been a lot of the season. And that makes a big difference, too, you know, between those wins and losses. Well, Coach Swanson said that uh, they had three different guys hit threes. And he said, and that made that difficult to find out who to key on. And then he said their press seemed to throw the, the team a little bit out of rhythm. And he said they they're weren't able to pop pass the ball around like they like they normally do. Did you see that? Yeah, you know, the, the, the press gave us a little more. I mean, we didn't – I don't think we ever really had too many turnovers off of it but they would drop back and, and that zone defense gave us more problems than what, you know, we, they tried and they played a little more man to man the first time we played them and they came out more zone this time. So that was uh, something that was a little, I don't know if they weren't, you know, maybe not expecting it, but I, you know, it's one of those games where the first time they played over at Columbus, the Panthers won 55 to 21. So you kind of wonder maybe were they looking past this game thinking, you know, this was going to be another easy victory and, and like I said, Columbus came out and they had a 12% three-point shooter knock down three three-pointers for them. So, you know, that's one of those things. Do you, you know, guard them or, you know, you let them shoot if they're a 12% three-point shooting team or the individual 12%, you know. So that was one of those. You saw the first one go in and his eyes kind of got big. And then, you know, that basket starts getting bigger and bigger with each one you make. So that's when the defense has to recognize that, you know, they may not be expecting them to make those threes, but when that basket grows and grows and grows, they get that confidence. So, well, one of the, one of the things I noticed and I'm going to different, we try to pick out we try to pick out, uh, you know, rivalry games last week. I was at, uh, uh, Sigourney was playing Kyoto. Uh, there wasn't really any other home games around. So, and I thought this might be a good matchup and I was right. It was a very, entertaining game you know i paid five dollars to see it but i say it was worth ten dollars uh the way the teams played but uh um uh but let me ask you this about the support i saw an amazing amount of support for the pekin basketball team uh the pekin side it was almost impossible to find even one spot to sit i i kind of sat uncomfortable kind of squeezed up and uh uh watched the second half on the other side uh uh, can you mention some, maybe some businesses that help support the team or speak to some of the, the, the great support that Pekin has? Yeah. You know, the Panthers have a lot of support and, you know, one big, one big huge thing that we've just had, I don't know if you've heard about um, coach Weber from the football team has been really pushing to upgrade our weight room and things of that nature. And he was able to secure $20,000 in donations from the public to upgrade Pekin's weightlifting facilities. So that's going to be a huge bonus for the Panthers coming into the future. You know, Coach Weber is, is doing so much with the players and and not just, you know, football players, but wrestlers, basketball well, players. Well, all the teams all the will girls. benefit from that. 
I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't hear he you. He seems like a go-getter. I met him uh, on the way in there, and he he had a lot of great things to say about just about sports and activity in general. And he was talking about how much weights his team had been lifting, and he says he's really trying to get them ready to go already. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing that we have lacked the last couple of years was the off-season program for the football team. And, you know, I just noticed with my son, who's a senior, how much strength he has gained just from working with Coach Weber since June this summer. You know, it's amazing that his, you know, his vertical jump has improved, his long jump has improved, you know, and it's, and he's not the only one, it's everybody that's there at the school, but I see it more on a personal level with him. But you're seeing it also in, in these athletes that are starting, you know, in middle school now. He's working with kids, he's got kids that are leaving, you know, that he's able to get out of their study hall classes to go and actually work out and, and do things to improve. So that's going to only be beneficial for all the Pekin programs coming in the future. Yeah. I know mid Prairie school, uh, they added a whole practice facility that uh, a lot of other schools do. Uh, and, and this is, that's the kind of thing that, that gives your program a little bit of an edge. Now tell me about the physical fitness and the benefits that the young men are getting over the season, you know, in the winter time where a lot of people aren't moving around as much. Yeah, you know, these kids staying active, doing stuff, it's 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 so much better for them to be active and running around and doing things. And, you know, if you're not playing basketball or you're not wrestling, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that you can be doing, you know. And, you know, some of these guys that will be focusing on track coming up because Pekin is such a big track program, you know, they are the, the ones that aren't playing basketball or aren't wrestling that are getting ready for track. Girls and boys both are starting to get in shape for track season. Coach Idle always does such a great great job with the track team. So, you know, all, a lot of the kids out of Pekin are pretty active and see a big turnout. You know, a lot of schools will have track teams with maybe 10 or 12 kids. Pekin will have, between the girls and boys team, probably between 50 and 60 kids out for track. So, you know, uh-huh. track is just a, is, is a big thing at Pekin and always has been. And, you know, it's one thing with uh, – if you've got a good track program, it usually will carry over to the other programs that builds your speed and endurance and, and everything. So, you know, it's good to see them uh, getting ready for that as well. You know, if they aren't, aren't involved in basketball and wrestling and the winter sports, you know, I know I've seen a lot of them working out in the weight rooms and stuff, getting ready for track season. Okay. So uh, tell me about the conference. What's the name of the conference that you're in? Uh, we are in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference and we're in the North Division. So okay. our conference is made up of Winfield Mount Union. Um, hopefully I don't miss anybody. We've got Winfield Mount Union, Wapalo, Mediapolis, Columbus Community, Loiza Muscatine, Hillcrest Academy, Highland, Lone Tree, and Pekin make up the North Division of the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. Okay, so tell me about some of the real athletes that you see, uh, uh, including our players, but just go over some of the conference who do you see as some of the really elite athletes? Well, you know, the, the, the best athlete is from Winfield Mount Union, and he's just a sophomore, and he's already signed to play football with the Iowa Hawkeyes. And I am blanking on his name right now. Cam Buffington. Buffington, yes, Cam Buffington. Yeah, so athlete-wise, he's probably the best overall athlete I've seen in the conference in several years. Um, you know, you've got a 6'4 kid that's 200 and some pounds, and, one of the fastest kids I, there was a fast break where when we were playing him and he was faster up and down the court dribbling the basketball than what our guys were and you don't see big guys that are that are that fast so you can see why i was recruiting him at that linebacker position because they 
they love those athletes at that linebacker position at Iowa. And also he's got, you know, a couple teammates that are very, are going to be um, something to watch with the Edwards boys there. Clay Edwards has two sons that are on the team this year. They're both, one's a sophomore, one's a freshman. Um, Abram is the sophomore. And uh, he's tall, lanky, very good ball handler, you know. Um, he's he's a very solid player. Out of um, Wapolo, they have Maddox Griffin over there. He's a very good player. Um, I'm guessing he's going to be going on to play basketball. I haven't heard officially where he's going or anything. But he's just a very good, talented, all-around basketball player. He struggles a little bit this year. He doesn't have a, as much around him to help out because he is more of a pass-first type of point guard. But he's averaging almost 18 points a game as a pass-first point guard. So he's just got an all-around game. Um, it would probably be between him and Buffington for our players of the year in the conference, I would guess, right now. Um, Mediapolis has good athletes, as they always do. Uh, first time we played Mediapolis, uh, their big guy, Cole Lipper, was out. So that'll be an interesting matchup when we match up against them next time around because I know he's back and he's been playing very well for the Bulldogs. Okay, that's great. So uh, tell our listeners uh, about uh, approximately two weeks left in the season. Is that correct? Yeah, a little over two weeks. Um, next week, uh, we've got a pretty slow week for the boys next week. They'll have one game on Thursday of next week. Uh, the girls will play Thursday and Friday because our conference does a shootout game, which is matching up. Where you finish in the North Division, you'll play the same per same level in the South Division. So that'll be Friday night for the girls. So um, they haven't heard her there, who they are playing yet. But then the following week, the boys will have Monday and Tuesday games, and then they'll have their shootout on Friday of that week. And then we'll be moving into district play already. Hard to believe we're pushing down, that far down the schedule already. Okay, so uh, handicap the playoffs a little bit for me. Where do you see Pekin uh, fitting in on that uh, on that scale? I, I just looked at our district yesterday, and it's scary. We <laughs> we we got a pretty tough district. We've got two top ten two top ten teams in the district, um, and then a couple teams right around the twenty to thirty in the power rankings. So we are probably going to be on the outside looking in with the the district that we've drawn. Um, some, somehow new London got put in our district, which I am not sure where, how they, how the map fell for them. Cause there's another district down in there. Yeah, so new London got put in with us. Um, let's see new London's in there with us. Waco's in there with us. And those are two really good teams. Mm -hmm. Um, Iowa Valley's in there. Who's another good team. And then I can't remember the other team off the top. There was another team that was pretty highly ranked and I can't remember who it is. Well, we're talking to uh, the voice of the Peak and Panthers, Michael Comstock of Comstock Chiropractic in Hedrick, Iowa. You can listen to him on uh, 101.5 KISS FM as he covers all the sports for for Pekin. Uh All right, we're going to uh, wrap this up with me. I'm just going to ask you about some teams in the area that uh, really seem to be making some noise. And uh, you may, you know, they, they may not be teams that you guys play, but... Uh, I'm going to start out with Fort Madison, the Southeast Iowa team, rated number one in the state. What do you know about them? You know, I don't – I haven't seen Fort Madison at all. I've seen they having a really good year so far, but I haven't been down that way to – I haven't covered anybody that's 
played them, so I haven't even really looked into their stats over. I seem they've had a good year so far, though. Okay, how about Mid Prairie? Do you know anything about them? They seem to be undefeated, and and yeah, uh, we we scrimmaged Mid Prairie earlier this year, and uh, they they handed it to us pretty good. They've got some pretty good athletes, and we went up there for um, a scrimmage up there. We didn't we didn't get a we didn't scrimmage Mid Prairie that time. That was one of the oh when you play a half, I can't remember what they call those at the start of the year. Not an official game, but everybody wears their uniforms and everything, and they had, I believe, six or eight teams up there at Mid Prairie to play. And Mid Prairie was playing the game after us, so we stayed and watched them. They played Mount Pleasant, so we stayed and watched a little bit of it, and definitely could see they definitely have athletes up there at Mid Prairie. That's a they're building a pretty good, strong program up in that area. Well, we talked uh, about Winfield, but uh, and you seem to think they're the the class of your division, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Uh, they'll be playing Minneapolis here before too long. I'm not sure if it's this coming Friday that they'll match up again. But their first matchup, Lipper, wasn't there. So that will be interesting to see. I'd like to see him and Buffington match up. That'll be a good matchup between those two. But uh, so far, you know, Winfield has been pretty much the class of our conference. Well, another um, team in our area that uh, Scotty uh, Melvin and I like to follow is Waco. Uh, how, how good has Waco's? Looks like they've had a pretty good season. Yeah, it looks like they're having a good season. Um, kind of. I haven't seen any of their games. Unfortunately, we we used they used to be in our half of the conference, but now they got switched to the south half, so we don't see them very often. Kind of what is going over their numbers is they played Cardinal the night before we played Cardinal, so I was kind of going over their numbers, and they handled Cardinal pretty easily. Which Cardinals. A pretty athletic team, not a real disciplined team, but, you know, they have a lot of athletes on the Cardinal team, and it looked like uh, Waco seemed to handle them pretty easy the night before we played them. I know this team is about your size of school, but it's uh, a little further out of the way, but I've been wanting to get some information on the Danville Bears. They seem to be having a big season. Yeah, that's another team that we haven't had much to do with yet this year. You know, the, and being in our conf- south half of the conference, I kind of keep up with them a little bit. And they're, you know, it seems like they're solid every year. They're a very, very well-coached team down there. And just I haven't had much experience with them. But, you know, once again, I saw that they handled Cardinal, who is really the only team that, I, you know, that we've played from the south so far. So that's the only judge that I have. And and uh, he can play Cardinal to an eight-point game. So that was a pretty close game. And But Danville handled Cardinal fairly easily once again. So, yeah, it looks like a couple teams from that, that southeast Iowa are having a pretty good season. Okay, so let's talk about some teams that are in the Ottumwa Radio Group and uh, Ottumwa, Davis County are, are covered on the Facebook Lives. What all teams do you guys cover with the, the Ottumwa Group? Um, they do Van Buren and Cardinal. On, well, they aren't doing Cardinal basketball this year. They've done Cardinal in the past on one of the stations. Um the main four that they do are Van Buren, Pekin, Davis County, and Ottumwa are the main four that they cover. Um, like I said, they've done Cardinal in the past, uh, but they, as of the basketball season, I don't know if they didn't have a broadcast. They couldn't find a broadcaster to do basketball or what, what the reason was, but they, they've covered Cardinal in the past. So the, the main four schools that the Ottumwa Radio Group covers, um, Davis County and Ottumwa, they do live uh, live streams of those two teams and then van buren is handled on the radio just like pekin is and that's van buren is with um Dwayne cook who is the sports director at a radio group and then ellis kajo has the davis county 
Jason Van Arkel covers the Otomo games, and then I do the Pekin games. So the Otomo team has had a couple big wins here in the last week. They had the Des Moines Hoover win, and then they beat a really tough Washington Demons team. Yeah, I saw they knocked off Washington. That was uh, be interesting to see because that was one of the teams that we went down and scrimmaged before Thanksgiving. And my son said they had some pretty good athletes on that Otomo team. And, and uh, he said it was a fun group to play against because they wanted to get up and down the court like we did. So that he said it was – it was a fun scrimmage going against them. They were both teams were up and down the court, putting a lot of points on the board. So uh, I'm I'm assuming they've carried that kind of over, looking at some of the stats that I've seen with them over the over the year. And was really surprised to see they knocked off Washington the way Washington had been playing lately. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've been talking with uh, Michael Comstock, the voice of the Pekin Panthers. He's on the FM uh, 101.5 Kiss FM. Now the the YouTube's that that you see um is your voice synced up to that youtube too or is that some someone else um on the panther one yeah um i don't know if there's any sound at all well, maybe the there's no one. audio on that so yeah, yeah i don't i don't i guess i haven't paid attention I, we tried syncing it up last year when they did the youtube stuff and we couldn't get it to work out between our equipment and their equipment so I, I don't I guess I haven't even watched it even yet this year to know if there's any audio. I kind of doubt there's any audio tied into it. Well, there's so much, and I watch so much I can't keep track. Some of it does have some pretty good audio. Uh, anyway, uh, we've been. Do uh, you got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? We uh, went a little long on this segment. <laughs> well, no, it's been good talking to you, and, and it's been a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed learning this whole broadcasting thing, and I have had most people say they and enjoy listening to me and my wife says i wish she wish i'd shut up like every other wife i suppose she says i talk too much but <laughs> well, yeah. i guess kind of goes along with it sometimes so well anyway we sure appreciate your time can we uh check back with you around playoff time yeah you can give me a call and we'll uh we'll go over what's going on with the panthers and what districts you know what the matchups turn out to be and everything because that'll be the next thing to see who you do get matched up with in the district because there's a couple teams that you know, uh, match up a little better with us than other teams. So it'll be see, interesting to see how it falls in place for the Panthers. We've been talking to Michael Comstock, a Comstock uh, chiropractic. Uh, also want to thank Corwin Henshaw. If you, uh, Henshaw Trailers in Richland, Iowa, you know, if you need your livestock moved or if you need uh, your equipment moved or maybe you need a dump trailer or any kind of trailer needs, call Corwin Henshaw. He's, uh, he's provided us a sponsorship so we can cover Southeast Iowa basketball. He gives back to the community in so many ways. So uh, all your trailer needs, you got to get it at Core One. He'll give you quality. Thanks, Michael. Yep, have a great day. All right, we appreciate you. We're out.